We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Super Draft Show, the lineup building show for Super Draft. I'm here on Roto Grinders, I am joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? What are you going to say if I actually shave my face once? My tall brother? <laughs> my, my brother of a similar height. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you can't, does that mean you can't shave? Like, you can, like, you know, like, trim it, but I, I don't know what to say, like, if that becomes a thing. I mean, I can't shave for one reason and one reason only. Um, I'm too fat, and I need to cover up my double chin. That's the only reason I've had a beard. Not because I think it looks better. It's just so people don't know how fat I am. <laughs> He almost like it made me laugh and cough at the same time. Um, <laughs> it kind of hurt. Thanks. Um, appreciate that. So, but yeah, um, super draft. Like we've been playing. We talked about it week one. We gave out a ton of strategy in week one. We've been using that strategy. Had a really good week one. Broke even in week two, and um, you know, definitely ready for week three. I think there's a ton of nice value plays when it comes to um super draft for this week i don't know have you have you kind of been glancing at it all yet yeah no i've definitely looked through it quite a bit uh i think there are some ways to go the problem is it's not as loose with the multipliers as it once was there are some decent spots to go with um it's just you don't have seven or eight viable options with 2x multipliers like you did at the beginning it's the 2x multipliers are really long shots and could very easily end up getting you four points or getting you 40 points so 
it's definitely some more GBP stuff and probably not using cash like it was week one, but there's definitely a whole lot of spots you can go with. One thing that I've noticed um, with Superdraft, if you guys haven't checked out Superdraft, the promo code is grinders. Uh, Superdraft.io is the site that we're talking about. Uh, use the promo code grinders. That way you get the 10 bucks once you deposit and start playing over there. Uh, take advantage of free money anytime you can get free money. So um, one thing that I noticed this week when I was doing my initial super draft, like it's part of my like routine now on Tuesdays when I start first looking at football to go game by game on super draft because I've had so much fun playing over there. It's just a different type of game. It, you know, just re-energizes how you want to play DFS in my opinion. So um, I noticed that running backs, depending on injury, and tight ends um, are a little bit – there's not like five to ten options like there has been in weeks past. Um, I think there's still a ton of wide receiver value. Um, I still think there's plenty of um, quarterback value. But I, I feel like one thing that I noticed already this week is running backs and tight ends, I might be using a little bit less multipliers when it comes to those positions this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting spot. Uh, there, I feel like running back, you're definitely using less multipliers because the ones that are like 1.5x or 1.4x above like really aren't the greatest options. And uh, the fact that you can get a guy like Dalvin Cook at 1.15 or Eckler at 1.2 or Bell at 1.25 or Carson 1.3, like those are kind of sweet spots where you're getting a little bit extra over the Elliott and McCaffrey's at 1x. Um, but if you get into the point 1.4, 1.5 range, it's really not much. It's like real volatile there. You got like Brita, Mixon, Sonny Michelle, Ingram, like, and 1.5 is just not enough for me. It'll be interesting if Connor does miss because that opens a little bit up with Samuels there. Uh, but like, as of right now, there's just not anything to go with in the higher range on running back. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Kansas City situation is another situation we're looking at um, as far as running backs go for value. But there's a couple guys that I feel like, you know, we could potentially see and maybe in even a little bit tougher matchups um, that have the multipliers that I'm kind of looking for. But let's get started here at quarterback. <clears throat> I, I feel like the first place we need to start is just kind of at the top and just kind of work our way down. That's, you know, kind of what we did last week. Um you know, when we're looking at quarterback, I do think there are some multipliers that we'll get to um, in the 1.5 all the way to like the 2.0 range. But is there anybody in this one to like 1.35 range that you would play um, in a cash game format? In a cash game format, no. It's just not worth it. The volatility on quarterback, like the ceiling floor combo is just not big enough. Lamar Jackson, if he goes to 30 points, I'll be 30 six points total and you got to realize that some guy to 1.9 to 2 uh, multiplier is probably going to end up with 18 points um i don't think it's worth it the downside is too significant here mahomes is just not worth it matt ryan multiplier is all messed up Dak prescott could be a blowout so i'm not really trusting him um winston's probably the winston and watson are the two lowest i go 1.3 is still significant enough with winston going up against the giants and just a plus matchup where people are off him. He's probably going to get a little bit less attention than he should, considering what he's done the last few weeks. People are going to be off him, even though he still has the upside. And then Watson going up against the Chargers here. Watson can put up 30 at any given time. So 
at a 1.3x multiplier. I want a guy to be able to get 40. And Mahomes not getting 40 points. Ryan not getting 40 points. Dak and Lamar very unlikely getting 40 points. So it's 1.3 is kind of where I'm drawing the line for cash. Yeah, in tournaments, I think you could make an argument for Lamar Jackson um, just because he's facing Kansas City. It's going to be a high-scoring game. But I'm with you. Um, Winston's an interesting tournament play too. But let's go down a little bit here, looking to get more out of the multiplier. Um, one guy that stands out to me, talent alone here, is Aaron Rodgers at 1.55. I know it's a tough matchup against Denver. Um, you know, Denver is a really solid defense, allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks in the first two weeks. But do we take an, a look at Rodgers here just because we're getting a multiplier on one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best quarterback in the league? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's worth a shot there. 1.55 is a pretty good multiplier for him. We all know that he can easily end up crushing his value here. He hasn't been great so far this season, but you look at the matchups he's had. Minnesota, Chicago, obviously two of the toughest matchups you can get from a defensive standpoint. And they're both divisional matchups, which change things a lot. Uh, you get some matchup here versus Denver. 1.55 is pretty good. I don't know if he's the top option, but you're right. Like, just talent alone gives him enough of an upside here with the 1.55 multiplier that he's very much in play see i want cam to play because i like kyler murray um if cam plays for this game to kind of be a little bit more faster pace the score to be nice he's 1.65 matthew stafford's 1.7 but let's talk about these max multipliers and i know it's not a max but Jacoby Brissett's 1.95, and then the other one is Daniel Jones making his debut here, and he's a full 2X. Um, what are we looking at as far as these guys, um, in your opinion? So Brissett would be my preferred option, um, but both of them are – one of them is probably going to end up being my cash game QB. It's in all likelihood going to be Brissett. Uh, going up against Atlanta defense, it's not very good. I believe that they're favored – are they favored or is it a three-point spread the other way? I think it's Indy's favored by three. So he should be getting a decent amount of uh, workload in this game. We saw the first two games, not easy matchups, uh, L.A. and Tennessee. And those are good defenses. And he still managed to get 16 and 17 points respectively against those two, two, two teams. 2x multiplier, that puts him at 35. I mean, he's going to beat Mahomes. Multi most of the time with a uh, 35 point expectation and now he gets an Atlanta team so he can easily end up with 20 25 points we could potentially see a 50 point outing here from Brissett he's probably the top option on the board here he is going up against an Atlanta team that not only are they not great in the secondary but they also allow a significant amount of passes to the running back so if they get behind in the game we could see Hines getting into the game here and getting a whole lot of work out of the backfield which will help raise Brissett's uh ceiling so no matter what like worst case scenario he gets you 30 points best case scenario he gets you 50 points here he's the guy i'm looking at maybe if shepherds uh in or playing this week then daniel jones could potentially be an option just because like it's football anything can happen tampa bay is not a good defense and we don't really know what jones is going to do exactly but he we've seen uh rookie qbs come in and just absolutely destroy before this could be a scenario, even though he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. He still has Saquon, who Saquon takes an 80-yard pass for a touchdown. Then you immediately have, what is it, 10 points there? At a 2X multiplier, he's already hit his value. 
Yeah, I'm going to be using him um, quite a bit on Super Draft for tournaments, but I'm with you. I think Brissett's the cash game guy, so if we're looking at like kind of a safer lineup, it's still Wednesday. There's a lot that can change, but you know we're just doing more of a first-glance cash build like we've done the last couple weeks. But I think at first glance, for me, Brissett's probably the guy. Um, depending on what happens with Cam, um, you know, obviously that would open up another 2x quarterback. Um, I like the fact that Mason Rudolph is not 2x, um, doesn't make him chalky. Um, Kirk Cousins kind of stands out, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball a ton. Like, I something that I've done so far, Grant, is I've really taken advantage of the multipliers at quarterback more than any other position, quarterback and wide receiver because I feel like those are the high upside in positions that we can really gain the multipliers on. Yeah. And someone that we didn't mention that's in play is Josh Allen. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. 1.45 super draft does give the multiplier for a hundred rushing yards, or I believe, uh, is it 300 or 350 passing yards? I can't remember. 300. Yep. Two points yeah. for 300 yards passing. Yep. So he could potentially get one or both against this terrible Cincinnati defense. We haven't seen him put up a massive game like he did at certain points last year. He did go up against the Jets and the Giants. Giants obviously not a good defense. And I believe that that game was a bit out of hand. I think it was 28 to 7. So there was no real need for him to pass. But he was putting up massive numbers in the first few quarters. Uh, so we could potentially see a game where Cincinnati, they can still put up points almost against anyone. We saw what Ross Boyd ended up doing. Makes a potential good game stack here. But even for, like, even for cash, we could see Allen with a 100-yard rushing game. A 100-yard rushing game with a touchdown, not even including any of the passing yards, at 1.5 multiplier there is roughly 27 points. And so if he gets a 100-yards rushing game, you have a 27-point floor plus all the passing yards plus any touchdowns he ends up getting. Did I do that right? Yeah. Um, I think so. Let's see. 24 points, yeah. 18, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, um, let's switch it over here to running back. Uh, we've already talked at the beginning of the show. We feel like running back's a position. It's kind of interesting this week. You know, McCaffrey, Elliott, let's let's just talk about all these guys 1 to 1.25. Um, you know, everybody from McCaffrey to Lev Bell. In cash games on a normal DFS site, we're targeting these guys. These are our guys. Um, how do you, you want to approach it this week um, at first glance? Obviously – like, it's really going to depend on Connor. It's going to depend on the Kansas City running back situation. Um, because, like, if we get a 2X running back, we're obviously going to take advantage of that. But, like, is there anybody in this 1 to 1.25 that you feel okay with in cash games? Um, honestly, like, I, it hasn't been the case for the majority of the time. Uh, but it is the case this week where there are the highest projected points totals here. <laughs> Uh, you don't have too many 1.5 plus multiplier guys that are very good at all or in good spots or anything like that. It's pretty much just carry on Johnson is the one guy that really has some potential here. So you're getting McCaffrey, you're getting Zeke, you're getting Saquon all at one, but they also have the two multiple or two point bonus for hundred rushing yards or hundred receiving yards. Either one of them can get it. It's still only a half point PBR site, which makes things a little tough. Oh gosh. Well, sorry, one second. I think I think I got a piece of my headphone stuck in my ear. So that's gonna be fun to get out later. <laughs> Either that or it fell out. I don't feel it anywhere, so we'll see if I have to go to the hospital after this. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Might delay the recording of the morning grind tonight, that's all. 
<laughs> no, I can just use a different ear. Yeah, I've got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so, in any case, uh, yeah, McCaffrey or Elliott, both of them are fine options. They can both get the 100-yard bonus. Both of them could easily go for 25 points, and that's really all you need when it comes to cash. I think I slightly preferred Cook because Cook or Eckler uh, and Bell and Carson, like those 1.5 to 1.3 multipliers are probably a little bit better when all things are considered. Any one of them go for 100 rushing yards. Any one of them can have a similar point total to Eckler or McCaffrey here. So it gives a nice little bump getting those guys in there. And I think that they're probably the better way to go. Yes. I think Bell's probably my favorite. He's averaging 27 touches already in two games. Like, you know, we know that he's going to get the touches. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Like we know, we know that the points are going to be there. So I think that Lev Bell at 1.25, you know, I I think my headphone trying to fix my headphone. Sorry, Stevie. I can't hear you at all. (laughs) That's okay. Um, talking. we could talk so much smack about Grant right now. Like Devin could pop up and like say everything. Uh, but yeah, like I think that, you know, Lev Bell at 1.25 um, is super solid because of the touches. Um, I, I don't hate Carson here. Um, but like Mac is the guy that stands out at 1.4. David Johnson at 1.4. Um, you DJ's know, those my are DJ. Yeah. Just 1.4. Like, he has the same type of upside as long as he's a hundred percent ready to go. Good to go. Like he has the same type of upside as some of those guys at the top and he's getting the 1.4 X. So um, I like Mac and DJ a lot here at this 1.4. And then you mentioned um, Johnson. He's a guy that I have written down here at 1.65 with them releasing butterball. um, You know, Johnson should get a lot of the work here. It's a, it's not the best matchup in the world, but um seeing the field more will be very beneficial for Johnson here. Yeah. And please, please don't uh, insult CJ Anderson. He's the one guy that gives me hope that I could have been in the NFL with a body like this. Butterball, man. It's my, it's my guy. I'm not insulting. I'm just butterball. Uh, so yeah, like you Johnson's facing the second highest DVOA in the run um, Philadelphia, but you're getting the multiplier. If he finds the end zone, like you're, you're there, like he's getting the 20, like you, you almost have to guarantee that. So um, what else at running back? Like if you're doing a first look cash game, I think we throw in DJ for sure. Um, just depending on injury, like again, I like bell and I like Mac. Um, is there anything else that we're missing here? Um, I mean, for cash no, it's bell, it's DJ. Carson, it's Eckler, uh, I think are the top options, but I'm not going to argue with Zeke or McCaffrey or Barkley or uh, even Aaron Jones, like the 1.35x multiplier is not too bad, but I think DJ and Bell are the top two options and potentially throwing a RB in the flex is not a bad idea here. All right, well, let's take Bell for now. Um, we'll revisit it uh, again. Like you're, you're paying attention to injuries. This is definitely like something you're going to have to watch. Um, wide receiver, obviously Julio coming off a big game is 1X. Um, anything in cash here in that 1 to 1.2 that you like? Keenan. Keenan and DeAndre are potential options here. Uh, 1.15 and 1.25 are not bad multipliers. Them. We both know that Keenan's going to get a massive workload as he has each week. Only ended up with 13 points last week, but he didn't get end up getting into the red zone or getting into the end zone. We saw what he did the week before, 24 points. Gets that here, and he still ends up with 30. 
he's a potential option. We know that DeAndre, a 1.2x or 1.25x multiplier, that he can end up with 30 points in any given game. So I think that those would be the only two options. Just that extra 1.15 helps over guys like Adams or Jones. Like, you can go with Adams. He's got the same multiplier as Keenan. I just like more of the guaranteed workload and the better matchup. Yeah, see, like Hopkins at first look, I was like, wow. Um, I, I will gladly take advantage of this. Like, the Chargers are allowing 102 yards already to wide receivers ones after the first two games. So, you know, yes, like Hopkins instantly stands out to me as a potential cash game play. Um, I like Kenny Galladay at 1.35. You know, we already talked about the Tampa wide receivers. They're kind of interesting here Um, in in that matchup. I would prefer Godwin just because of the extra point one. But um, yeah, like let's talk, let's talk this 1.3 to 1.5 range. Uh, We have some questionable players in here. We have some injuries. Um, is there anything that's really standing out to you in this range? Um, I mean, just a first look, it's Watkins, Galladay are both two decent options. We saw what Watkins did the first week, and he didn't really have a great week last week, but he still ended up with 13 targets. We have to assume that he's going to get a pretty big workload here. He has all the upside in the world, considering how many targets he's probably going to end up getting here. Like Hartman and uh, what's it, Robinson are both in the offense, but we're not really expecting them to just go off like they did last week. They very easily could. They're very much in play, but Watkins should be in for a significant workload in this matchup here. Galladay, clearly the number one guy. You look at what he's done through the first two weeks, absolutely been fantastic and getting a large amount of volume there. And we saw it last year before he got injured. So we know that that's probably going to be true or hold true. And then we have a guy, Emmanuel Sanders, who's been crushing so far this year 13 targets last week I saw him in the game he looks entirely fine uh this year and he's going up against a Green Bay team that's all right on defense but not great by any means here and like 1.45 he can get 100 yards here he can get a touchdown that's all you need at this type of multiplier here the volume's going to be there it's only him and Sutton and a little bit of Deshaun in there like Flacco's not a good quarterback, but they're probably going to be coming from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball often. So the volume of uh, targets is going to be there for Sanders there. Outside of them, Lockett, probably more of a GPP play, uh, just simply because he has the ability to go for a very long touchdown at any given point there. So he can end up with 100 yards, a touchdown very easily. 1.45, that's a great multiplier for him. And then old man Larry Fitz, 1.5 multiplier. Guys just getting volume. They're going to run a lot of plays. So every single week, I mean, he hasn't had a single game this year where he has failed to reach 100 yards. And, and he's doing it like he's not doing it on these like short, easy catches. Like they're using Fitz like it was five years ago. Um, absolutely love Fitz at 1.5. I'm going to throw him in this cash build. Even though it gives us two Arizona players, I'm perfectly okay with that, getting the multipliers. Um you know, you, you talked about a lot there uh, as far as the 1.4 guys. I don't want to go over too much more. I love the Sanders call. Um, I prefer DK Metcalf on a site like this. We're going to get the higher multiplier, and, like, he's going to be the red zone threat on that team. So I kind of like him more than I like Lockett, but I, I won't disagree with you on the Lockett call. Um, you know, just kind of scrolling here and going into this 1.5 to, like, 1.7 range, um, 
you know, Robbie Anderson, he's 1.7. Nelson Aguilar is 1.465. Ridley is 1.55. Christian Kirk, you know, speaking to that whole Arizona throwing throwing and running and playing a lot of plays, they're one point, he's 1.7. You know, there's a lot of good options. Like I'm seeing a lot of good options at wide receiver over 1.5 X this week. Um, And I'm going to be, mixing and matching a lot um in this range because i like it like we know the jets are going to be playing from behind against new england robbie robbie anderson clearly was you know luke falk's favorite you know target it wasn't even close and he's got a 1.7 um like if i get 100 yards he doesn't even need to get in the end zone and i'm absolutely crushing at 1.7 yeah yeah no uh, there's tons of options here you already mentioned a lot of them. One guy that I don't know if you mentioned is John Brown, who's clearly the focal point of this uh, passing attack here over in Buffalo. Beasley gets a decent amount of work, but John Brown, 10 targets week one, eight targets week two here. He can take a ball for 70 yards at any given time. Like 1.6 is way too low of a multiplier. And if you're pairing job, Josh Allen with anyone, absolutely John Brown's the way to go here and has massive upside. Uh, you mentioned Aguilar, Kirk, like you said, dude's getting a good workload here. Week one, like people are going to um, – why does that have rushing tips? That's weird. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, he got 12 targets week one. Got eight targets week two here. Over 100 yards. Everyone was high on him before the season began, and now he actually gets a decent matchup here going up against Carolina. Um, Detroit and Baltimore are a tough matchup, especially Baltimore. So he's a guy at 1.7X that I really like outside of them. I mean, in this range, no one I really want. Yeah, like, there's so many good options here um, in this range that I think, like, the the thing is, too, Grant, like, when we get into this, like, 1.75 to, like, 2, there's a ton of options down here. Like, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate is Sutton at 1.85. Like, he's getting plenty of work from Flacco. It's been him and Manny Sanders. Like, uh, if we're kind of projecting, like, you know, and the, the interesting thing is like we're going to be able to make a green Bay Denver stack and get plenty of multipliers because of, you know, like they're just, I, I don't want to say priced because like, that's what we're so used to saying, but like they just kind of price these guys, like they're facing tough defenses. And like, we're getting really good multipliers on that entire game, green Bay, Denver, the entire game outside of like Devonta Adams, we're getting a ton of multipliers. So um, is there anybody like that's standing out to you? Um, I will say that there's the other guy that I, I think is really like in consideration for cash is, is Randall Cobb at 1.95. You know, Gallup's not going to play. They're facing Miami. Like the only issue and only concern is I have is just like, is Miami going to be able to score any points to keep this game remotely close? But like even Smith, one of those guys probably end up in my cash lineup just because we get a massive multiplier in a game where, Miami's just terrible. Their defense is awful. Yeah, no, it's it's interest. It gets interesting in this range. We also have Robinson at one point eight. If you want to, if you want to chase what he did last week, which right, I'm 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 probably going to to an extent just because it's Mahomes oh, really, can do anything. Really quick though, I have a question. Like, would you take Robinson at one point eight, or would you take Hartman at two point I'd probably take both. Um, like not Hope that just Watkins Watkins gets the, the tough defense and Kelsey doesn't have a monster game. The running game doesn't do anything and just take both wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with the 
situation with Williams, all that stuff. He still they still have one of the highest implied team totals on the board in a game that's supposed to be close. So he's not bad. Uh my crazy for Preston Williams love. No, I, I don't think so either. He's another guy. One point nine I have him written down. Um you know, the whole Giants wide receiver core, like we have to see what happens there. There's a ton of multipliers in that whole situation. So injuries are, are very interesting when it comes to this site more than I feel like any other site, just because you could really take advantage here. Yeah. Gosh, there's, there's so many darn options. And we did mention Beasley. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, one of these, one of these weeks he's going to end up with a hundred yard game, a 1.9 X multiplier, a hundred yard game baseline minimum is what is it 12 14 about 28 points almost for Beasley if he gets 100 yards that's massive without even a touchdown like yeah like add in some catches add in like you know it's it's so solid so all right let's round out this early week cash build um we have fits in there um is there two other guys that we want to plug in here um I say that we do fits we do DeAndre not a great multiplier, but the workload's absolutely going to be there. You're getting the floor, like, by far. Yeah, and then I would say Christian Kirk, but we already got Fitz in there. So I'm willing to just know the fact that Falk's going to be airing the ball out a ton later on in the game. And Robbie Anderson's probably the guy that's going to get the workload. So I'd either go with him or we can take a shot on Hardman. Let's, um, let's take the multiplier with Hardman and just say – Let's take the 2X. It's early in the week. A lot can change, but we're going to take the 2X uh, multiplier on Hardman um, in this build. We're, we're getting plenty of floor. I feel like with DJ Bell, Fitz, and Hopkins, let's take one of those high multiplier guys and add a little bit of upside here in this cash build. Um, I'm not your typical cash gameplay either. Um, before we move on to tight end, we have a question in chat. Um, any, any, got any dig shares? On Superdraft, what's his multiplier? It's not great. 1.25 against Oakland. Yeah, I mean, it's just not worth it to me. The only way that I'm using digs is if I'm using uh, Cousins for his 1.7 multiplier. That's pretty big, but that's really the only thing. Um, and I guess like if Terrell Williams sits, like Renfro and Grant are both 18185. So, like, that's another oh, yeah. injury situation. So. Oh, yeah, if that happens, then I'm going to run out a few car double wide receiver. Yeah, but stacks. Waller Waller's 2X. Like, we're, let's move over to tight end. Like, Waller's yeah. 2X. Like, Waller's the top guy uh, for cash for tight end. It's just you get 2X for a guy that's playing all the snaps, that has a good workload, that is someone that really is the only guy that he, uh, car can really trust that much anymore. Seen it the last two weeks, nine points, ten points. You're taking 20 out of your tight end every single time, and he hasn't even gotten into the end zone yet. Yeah, like, there, there's zero chance that I don't play him at tight end in cash games. Um, but let's, let's, you know, we've been approaching this by, you know, kind of breaking it down by each multiplier. Let's go 1 to 1.4 here at tight end. The guy that stands out to me the most is Evan Ingram. Like, I feel like we're going to young rookie quarterback. He's going to throw this tight end on these easy passes. I think Ingram's one of the best plays on the entire slate in general this week. And now we're getting him at a 0.25 multiplier higher than Kittle and Kelsey. Like, I love Ingram here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's just, like, 
is he worth it? I don't know. Like, yes, Ingram's going to get a high volume of targets, and I guess part of it depends on if Andrews is playing or not. If Andrews is in the game, going up against a bad Kansas City defense on a high-scoring game where he's going to be airing the ball out, we've seen that Jackson likes to throw it to two guys. It's Hollywood and it's Andrews. So either one of them is fine. Like, Ingram's good, but I just don't know if he's worth it, especially we can get Ertz with a similar workload in all reality at a 1.3 X multiplier. No, I think that Ingram Ertz and Andrews are the guys. If you're under 1.5 that you're attacking here, just because you talked about Andrews already, just to talk more on Ertz, like we know Djax isn't going to play. Jeffrey's really banged up. There's a good chance he doesn't play. Like this could be the week that, we see Urch just get locked in um, and just see a ton of targets and a ton of workload here. Yeah. Do we know, do we know if um, Goddard's going to play yet? Like, is it too early to tell on that? Um, I'll double check, but I don't – It's he, He's still day-to-day as of yeah. Wednesday. So, like, even if he's out too, like, that's three pass catchers that are very involved in this offense. So, I like the Urch call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll – it's early on the week. It's Wednesday. We won't know for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot to like in that range, and even slightly higher range. I mean, OJ Howard has been trash all year. How many people are going to play him after his goose egg last week at a 1.55 multiplier against a team that has just been trash and deep passes? I'm all I'm all aboard going right back to the well. Um, the coach acknowledged that he's going to get the ball and. He's, he's too talented um, not to be getting targets and looks. So I think that we'll see more OJ Howard and we could be wrong. Like we, this could be a spot where we don't see it and he doesn't get the workload, but like even Hoxson, um Vance McDonald is a very strong player at 1.7. We saw, you know, Mason Rudolph come in and just where, where is my tight end multiple times. Um, so Vance McDonald at 1.7. So we have some ways to potentially get off of Waller in tournaments, but like Waller's still my guy. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be my highest own tight end. Um, I, I that's not going to change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the only there, there's no one in cash that you could potentially pivot to. It's just that simple. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna plug in Waller here for cash. Um, let's talk flex. Do you like? We have a ton of wide receiver value this week. Um, obviously, running backs give us our floor. How do you want to approach a, a flex and a cash? Uh, most weeks, it's running back for me. Most weeks, it's running back for me, too. But the thing is, there's too many viable options. Um, honestly, I think it's John Brown. 1.6x multiplier. He's a guy that's going to get volume. And so he's going to end up with that floor, but also his big playability is going to give him a ceiling too. 1.6x when you're considering all the running backs are around 1.2 to 1.3 that we want to use. I think it's either John Brown or we go with a guy like Chris Carson. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I like the wide receiver in the flex this week, and usually I'm a running back flex guy, but it's just one of those weird weeks that like we're going to be playing – there's a good chance we're going to be playing like four wide receivers on a lot of builds this week over there just because there's so many plays in that 1.6 to 2X range at wide receiver this week, and there's not at running back. So, all right, that was the, the cash build. Let's build a um, like a, a tournament lineup here. 
Uh, and then, you know, we've let chat kind of pick a game. So if you're interested in chat, throw a game out there and we'll we'll build a game stack. Um, what do you want to build here when it comes to a tournament lineup? Is there a game that you want to target that's standing out to you? I mean, a game in particular, if you're going for that super, super high ceiling here, um, it's a little bit tough. Honestly, like, I don't – I want to go with a 2X guy. We could potentially do a Daniel Jones stack, I think Let's is a not terrible idea. Uh, yep, I like that one. Let's do it. Um, so Daniel Jones, 2X. Um, would you pair him with any running backs from either side of this game, or are we just no. overlooking? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Let's go wide receiver here. Obviously, it's a little tough to do it early, but if Shepard sits, all the other wide receivers are 2X, every single one. Yeah, if Shepard sits, then you go with Fowler and or Shepard. It's just that simple. I mean, 10, 10 targets for uh, Fowler last week. We had three for Shepard. Latimer is questionable here with a concussion. If he's in, you go with him. But, like, these are all trash wide receivers, but they're going to get work. It's just how things are going to go. Uh, I think Fowler's the very, very obvious guy. I think Shepard's probably number two. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting with a new quarterback coming in. You don't know who he's going to favor. You don't know who he has a connection with. And, like, honestly, any of the second-team guys that have been on second-team all year who are going to roll into this lineup now with all the injuries could have a better connection with Jones. Yeah, I'm kind of interested, like, uh, I'll have to go back and look because I know Daniel Jones played quite a bit in preseason. Um, I, I think that it'd be interesting to go back and kind of look at, and that's something that I'll do before the morning grind tonight when we record, but um, just go back and see who he was kind of favoriting because it was probably these guys. Like he probably played with Fowler and those guys. So going back to preseason and just kind of looking at who he played with here um, and, and see who he was kind of favoriting um, in this build, you know, do you want to run it back with maybe like OJ Howard? Um, everybody's down on OJ Howard. Like, you know, that that's kind of some tournament ceiling on the other side. Yeah, yeah. No, OJ Howard's not a bad, not a bad guy at all to go with here. Honestly, don't hate, if I remember correctly, the uh, what's it called? The multipliers on both Evans and Godwin aren't terrible. I think they're 1.5 and 1.45. 1. Uh, 1.2 so, and 1.3. Okay, they are bad. Never mind. It's hard to remember all these things. So, yeah, O.J. Howard's a very clear guy to go with. Yeah, so if I'm running it back, uh, O.J. Howard, are, do, should we get a third piece of the Giants offense in here, or are you okay with Jones and Fowler? I mean, I – wait, Jones? Oh, Daniel Jones sorry, Jones is the quarterback. I was thinking wide receiver. I, I think at this point you throw in another wide receiver and you adjust later on the week. I'd probably go Shepard. If Jones is going to have a big enough game for him to be worth it, which is 20 points, then that either means that Saquon absolutely went off in the receiving game or it means that Ingram went off. So I, we can throw Ingram in at the flex. It's just 1.25x multiplier is probably not the greatest way to go. You're not getting enough tournament upside. So if you're going to get the tournament upside, you pretty much need it to be one of the other wide receivers that goes off. So I'd probably throw Shepard in. Yeah, and like if the other – if starting Shepard plays it's an easy switch you just take out the one Shepard at 2x you put Shepard in there at 1.6 and call it a day um let's um let's see here let's go to running back 
there was a guy that I wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about in cash, obviously. But Singletary is a guy that I really like this week. You know, we've already kind of talked about Buffalo. Assuming he plays, um, you eventually think he's going to get some more more touches. And at 1.65 against Cincinnati, this seems like a spot where I, I'm, I'm golden if he breaks like a three, 30-yard touchdown run or something along those lines. Yeah, you're golden if he just gets a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other situation that I want to talk about, like, what are your thoughts here when it comes to, like, San Francisco? They used all three guys last week. Um, but, like, Breda's 1.5, Mozart's 1.7, and Wilson's 1.8. Like, Mozart at 1.7 really stands out. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of stand out to an extent. It's just trying to figure out which one. And on a normal site, I don't really think you take the chances, but on a site like this where you could potentially get a guy getting 20 points, I mean, just look at what Jeff Wilson did last week. 15 points. At his current multiplier, that's close to 30. So I think you can take a shot on any of them. Just trying to figure out which one to go with is tough. I think you're probably right. Mozart is probably the guy to go with. Let's throw him in this one. Um, let's take some multipliers here. Like we're, we're going multiplier heavy with Daniel Jones and we're going for full on multipliers here. Um, running back situation in Miami. So terrible. Like <laughs> you can't even, get I mean, like normally I'd be like, yeah, let's use a 1.8 X Miami <laughs> running back. Hope we get the right one, but are they going to be running? <laughs> Is there a right one? Did you see Balaj on that pass this week? Like, I don't want uh, to touch. I don't want that. Gosh, I don't want to get hit. Terrible. If it was a full point PBR site, it'd be a little bit different. But I mean, he had five targets and six yards. I think he only had one reception. I mean, it's just he's bad. He's bad. I'm going to throw in um, on Johnson just to get – like we talked about him earlier, uh, 1.65. Let's just take him. Uh, what wide receiver? Like, let's take a high high multiplier wide receiver. Um, Beasley. Beasley. Beasley or Cobb or both. We have a flex. Yeah, let's throw Beasley and Cobb in. Let's do it. Um, So there's a lot like we were, we're maximizing the multipliers when it comes to this tournament team. Like we don't have anybody under 1.5. I'd be okay with doing something else at tight end, like uh, normally because like OJ Howard obviously has that high risk, high reward, but at 1.55 multiplier here, like we're taking advantage of the site and using the multiplier. So um, yeah. Uh, so chat wants us to build a Arizona, carolina stack so let's look at that that's um, just so darn easy it is like let's it's really easy let's just start with the obvious here murray fitz kirk <laughs> yeah um i don't know like the, the 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 interesting thing here is like do you really run it back with a lot of carolina um would be my like biggest thing i mean it's tough here because McCaffrey can get a lot done, but I like Samuel's uh, multiplier here. He hasn't done a whole lot, but he still ended up with 11 points in the last game. 1.85 X multiplier. Depends on if Cam's going to be in there. Like you could potentially go with Greg Olson at 1.4, but I think he's still questionable. He's limited in practice today. 
it's tough. It's tough trying to figure out. I think you are required to throw one in from the other side. But even like going with McCaffrey here, we saw what McCaffrey did the first week. We could see it again this week. 39 points the first week, even at 1x multiplier is fine. If you're not throwing in Samuel, if you're not throwing in Moore, if you're not throwing in Olsen, I think you throw in McCaffrey. Um, all right, so for the sake of this, Bill, let's throw Samuel in there. Cam's going to play. So we're going to play – like, I'm not saying Cam's going to play. I'm saying, like, in this build, if Cam plays, Samuel's coming off a 13-target game. Like, if I get 13 targets at 1.85, I, I know I'm going to probably hit value here. Um, again, we just go back to, like, the running back situation. Like, we've talked about so many of these guys and who we like and everything along those lines. Have we missed anybody? Like, should we have talked about the New England running backs against the Jets? I think it's too much of a crapshoot. Any one of them could go off, but what are the odds that one of them goes off with 30? Like, who would be the guy would be my thing. Like, who? which game script favors a two-touchdown game? And I think Sonny Michelle would probably be, be the guy in this format because you're not getting the full point for a catch. So, like, if Michael – like, Sonny Michelle gets 17 carries here and scores twice, like – at 1.45, if he scores twice, obviously it could be a massive play. Yeah, and I'm not really sure, like, does he have a single target on the season? I doubt it. Um, I can look it up really quick, but I highly doubt it. doesn't look it. like he does. Yeah, like he – 21 attempts against Miami, um, zero targets, and then 15 attempts against Pittsburgh, zero targets. And they control both of those games. They should control this game, like – for Sonny Michelle to get there, you need the you need two touchdowns. Like, there's good chance he potentially gets 100 yards rushing. He averaged four yards a carry last week. Like, he looked a lot better against Miami last week than he did against Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, I know it's. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, the big tournament's only ten thousand or seven thousand people. So, when you're saying get there, I the guy, I, I'm gonna look at. Him it might be a good idea to look at last week's tournament and see what the winning lineup was. Cause I believe that uh, it had a guy that had around 10 points. I know I was getting close there with um, what's it called with David Johnson there at sub 10 points. So you don't need everyone to, on your team to go off and Sonny Michelle, if he just gets a hundred yards rushing, gets into the end zone once you can easily still take down the tournament. Yeah, so the winning tournament last week, the winning tournament lineup last week was 241.51, and it had Scantling at 5.95. Now, it had Robinson. He had his 2X guy there, Robinson, and way different than the first week. We saw Eckler at 1.35, and we saw Barkley at 1.1. Like, we didn't see anything under 1.4 in the first week um, as far as multipliers go, so um obviously a hit on like Andy Dalton like even if you think about like Andy Dalton last week he didn't have that monster game but he still got 38 and not 0.95 because he had 1.8 and he paired him with John Ross who had 1.75 so you're, you're right like if you get you're gonna have to have that guy that has the monster game at 2x uh we've seen that already for the first two weeks so it's just all about getting the right big big end play yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at my top lineup and I had three guys under 17 points and still ended up putting it at the 208. There's 
there's going to be so many guys with a 30-point game that it's just all about getting all those possible guys into your lineup. So you want every single person you put into your lineup outside of maybe a tight end, you want 30-point upside. Tight end's the one where it's not going to be like it was last week where you had McDonald and you had Andrews in there who went off for massive games. You don't need a 30-point guy at tight end. But there may be one. It's just it's tough to, too tough to figure out where you basically just need 30 points from every other position. So do you think that, you know, kind of talking about last week really quick, do you think that Waller, who is 2X again this week, sees the same type of ownership? He was 47% owned last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it might come down a little bit because it's a tougher matchup, but I still don't see him being under like 35%. Yeah, I, I don't see a chance that he's not incredibly, incre- like just completely the chalk. Yeah, like Robinson obviously was the week last week, like, you know, 0.4% owned, 68.4. There's plenty of 2X uh, plays this week. Um that's it, Grant. Let's let's jump out. We got some baseball coming up behind us. Um, before we go, give me your favorite 1.75x or better play on the week. One point can't be Waller. Oh gosh, that's a little bit tough here. And we're not doing quarterbacks, I'm guessing. Um, no, I feel like we'd both take percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably would. Let's see. I put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I'm trying. Preston Williams. That's the guy I'm going with. All right. I'm going to take um, Randall Cobb. Like, I already kind of said it. I like Cobb at 1.95. No Gallup um, in there. I think Miami's terrible, and Cobb can help this team move the chains. Um, not like it's going to be hard for them. But uh, if you guys haven't already – superdraft.io um that way you guys can check them out use the promo code grinders that way you get the ten dollar bonus once you make your first deposit start playing over there uh we're gonna get out of here you'll find us again later today on the morning grind podcast we're talking some more football i'm excited to break down all the football games with grant i think this is the first time that uh we've we broke down football games together yeah no i'm, I'm super excited for it hopefully i can so. get the earpiece out of my ear <laughs> we got dean and big t up at five o'clock eastern talking baseball on the yahoo show and then kevin roth and cheese the goats on the crunch time premium here at 6 15 eastern it's gonna wrap it up here for the super draft show appreciate you guys watching we'll see you again next week 